Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of Canadian theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your dungeon master for tonight's session of Dungeons and Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame, the Fighter Things Club has gained their third Kyber Shard from the Champion of the Great War in Deadwell. He teleports them 50 kilometers north so they may continue their journey to the Champion's Tomb. There they hope to find the Ritual of Destruction, which can be used to destroy the Kyber Shards at the Silver Flame. To get there as quickly as possible, they make a plan to take a shortcut through the Darkwoods, a dense, magical forest that hosts the Wilds within it. But first, they make camp to rest. Throughout the night, Bree receives a message from her mentor and guardian, Verna, by way of a bluebird messenger. It tips her off, explaining that one of the queens of the Wilds is not who she appears to be. Lena, on her watch, finally gets some alone time and confronts the spirit in her head, asking if it is actually her great-great-grandfather or something more sinister. Her heart sinks into her stomach as the spirit reveals itself to be Rak Tulkesh, the very demon overlord that was almost resurrected by the Lords of Dust tens of thousands of years ago. He reveals that there is another overlord, even more powerful than he, that must be stopped. The next day, our heroes traveled by foot to the Darkwoods. With Velvet leading the way, they began their search for a satyr named Porter, who is a friend of Velvet's and is the gatekeeper to the Feywilds. Knowing Porter loves music, Velvet tries to lead everyone in a song to draw Porter to them. But after a dismal performance, the forest turns cold and dark, and out of the darkness, they get ambushed by these grey, thin creatures with giant bright eyes that emit light. And that brings us to tonight's session. On an ambush round, they actually get advantage, these creatures, so Fuck. they're going to be hitting all of you guys. And I need everybody to roll initiative for me. Um, I, have a, I have a question, um, Avery, sorry. I just picked up yeah. Feral Instinct at seventh level, and it says if you are surprised at the beginning of combat and aren't incapacitated, you can act normally on your first turn, but only if you enter a rage. So does that mean oh. I get to go during their surprise round? What does that mean? Sorry to interrupt, but... So whatever your initiative is, you get to act on the surprise round is my understanding. Okay, cool, so long cool, cool. as the first thing you do is bonus action bonus rage. Bonus action rage. That makes sense. Oh, cool, there cool. we go. Look at that. Oh, and uh, Avery, I have alert. <laughs> you have alert? Yeah. Okay, so run, run me through that now. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I can't be surprised and I get a plus five to initiative. So um, I can't be like, um, I, if people like come at me out of nowhere, I'm like, nope. Oh, and act on the surprise mm -hmm. round yes. then. That's a little. Okay, okay, so we'll have you and Lena act on this. So it's just surprise fucking yes. me that had no clue what was going on. Great. <laughs> I was really into my song, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm sure they were too. 
<laughs> oh god, I rolled so bad on both. I got a five and a six, so I got an eight. <laughs> I got the best one I could get. It's a twenty-four. Eight, nice. twenty-four. Yeah. Nice. That's the best I can do. Uh, and what's everybody else? I 14. got a fourteen. I got three. Oh, <laughs> who has a oh? Who has a higher uh, Dex modifier, Bree or Sai? I have one for Dex. Oh, mine's one also. Or right, sorry, uh, s- uh, score, not modifier. Oh, okay. Um, so mine's thirteen. Uh, twelve. Ah. Okay. So here's the initiative order. Once we enter normal initiative, Giriad will be first. Then the creatures that are attacking you. Then Bree. Then Sai. Then Lena. Then Velvet. Um, but for this surprise round, it's going to actually go Giriad as they jump out at you, then the creatures, then Lena. Okay, cool. are these creatures aberrations by any chance? Y- yes, they are. Okay, so I have advantage on hitting them. Wow, sweet. Um, oh, yeah, for your ranger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I can also, like, um, I can roll advantage on it, like, if I need to understand them, roll advantage on intelligent checks on them. So, okay. So I'm going to roll to hit them with my um, my stick and bow, <laughs> you know, my little bow and arrow. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So does 21 hit? Yes, it does. Yep. Okay. So that would be 22 damage, and I'm gonna make my second attack. Uh, does 21 hit? Yes, it does. Excellent. <laughs> okay, we roll again, and 22. So what were both the damages? Uh, I, I, oh god, 24 and 22, I think. Yeah. And there's three of them, right? Yes, there are. Okay, uh, can you describe the three creatures for me, Avery? Yeah, so their, um, their skin is splotchy shades of gray and dark gray, and they are very, they have, seem to have, like, no body fat on them. They're just skeletal with, uh, the skin tight around their skeleton. They have these big uh, luminescent eyes that are big and this whitish yellowed color. You don't seem to be able to see an iris or any sort of uh, uh, feature to the eye. Okay. Um, it's just the light. And when they open their mouths, they have these sharpened black teeth and they're wearing this dark blue armor. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, so, and there's th- and they're three of the same, basically. Yeah, okay. three of the same. So I'm just going to focus on one, let's say. There we go. Sweet. Okay, All right. so you hit that yep. one. Um, they're going to take their turns now. Yep. So, Giri, the first one is going to hit you. Um, oh, fuck, they make two attacks, actually. Um, oh, so the first one hit. The first one hits for 11 damage, and then the second one uh, looks like he's going to miss you, actually. Okay. How much dam- damage, Avery? Uh, I think I said 11. 11, 11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So the next one is attacking Lena. Bring uh, it. Because of your feral instinct, they also do not have advantage from that. Um, and does 13 hit you? Nope. Okay. So that one misses. It takes its second claw attack. And 19, does that hit you? Oh, yep. <laughs> okay. So... One the second claw that it brings around was gonna it's gonna slash you for five slashing damage. Okay. And it lands on its feet and it's just five feet away from you in this clearing, and velvet. So unfortunately, okay. you you are going to be getting the worst of it. No. Um, so okay, that'll definitely hit. Roll nineteen, and that one will hit as well because that's a dirty twenty. Ooh. 
So you get two claw attacks for a total of 25, no, sorry, 23 slashing damage, but because they had advantage on the rolls from their ambush, you're also gonna be taking 2d6 psychic damage from these guys. Oh my god. So that's another six psychic damage as well. All so right, he is, he, he is more than bloodied. He is like almost completely out. What? Yeah. Oh he God. just got whittled down to four health points. <sighs> and Lena, you're up. She sees this one staring her down that just attacked her and but then saw what happened to Velvet. So she turns to Sai and uh, Bree and just yells, get Velvet out of here before he dies and then we can never get out of these goddamn woods and then she turns back to the <laughs> and then she turns back to the one in front of her and she just goes hey and then just takes out her great axe and hits it twice <laughs> um, nice. I actually got 26 both times to hit and sorry she rages her eyes go there black go. <laughs> the spectral warriors come out and she rages and she hits uh, 26 to hit both times oh yeah so she just does t- two swipes of her great axe and that does 24 damage and now, and I did attack recklessly the first time, so it'll have advantage on its next attack on me. Okay, cool. Um, so now we're gonna enter into real initiative finally. Huzzah! So, Gyriad, okay, you are up, my friend. So I'm going to run to Velvet as as, right. as for my movement, and I'm going to uh, cure wounds. So I touch him, nice, and I go, Velvet, be careful. And I'm gonna do as a second level spell and I heal him about 15 now. I heal him 15 health. You give me 15? Okay, yeah, he he went from like literally bleeding out of his ears to just being like, I think I'm a little bit more okay. <laughs> you, guys are so, you guys are so bonded after that night in the tent. I love it. My little buddy. Your little uh, buddy. <laughs> John Wolfman, is that you? He says. <laughs> I just like ignore that. He's like, uh... <laughs> As you immediately run over, Gyriad, one of these creatures is going to take the attack of no, opportunity against you. No, because I'm going to disengage as a bonus action, because the beast didn't attack me on my... Ooh! It didn't attack you on what? It didn't attack me on this initiative. Mmm. Okay. It's my seventh Sexy. level Giri- <laughs> It's my seventh oh. level ranger uh, ability. Nice. Okay, that's sick. And, uh, <laughs> nice. So it goes to slash at you, and you very swiftly dodge out of the way and run straight Fortunately, to that's all I can Velvet do, and do your thing. So that's it. All right, next up we have them. Okay, so the one that was attacking you, Gyriad, uh, it turns its attention to the two others on the scene, um, Sai and Bree, and it's going to run toward Bree. And actually, it's going to run toward both of you since you're still relatively close to each other. Um, it's going to use one of its moves called Flurry of Claws. So he runs up to Bree and he's gonna do Flurry of Claws. So it's gonna make six claw attacks against you for a 32 damage total. We gonna die. And then as a bonus action, since uh, it is nighttime and uh, the light is dim in this area, it's going to take the hide action. So I need to roll a stealth roll for it. Ooh, can I do something quick, Avery, that I just, I forgot. I don't know, um, can I do one quick thing? Once, uh, is it Bree that took the damage? Yeah, what is it? She sees this and Lena just gets a little pissed. And so uh, <laughs> she's going to use spirit shield. And so she, her spectral warriors, she like looks at Bree and she says, help her. And they go run over. And um, basically if I'm enraged and someone's 30 feet away, I can use a reaction to have the spirits aid and reduce the damage um, 
one time per round by 2d6 on someone. So okay, can I do? Sorry, I should have done that earlier. But. No, this this is the time to do it. Yes! It just happened. <laughs> That's ten. That's ten. So reduce your damage by ten, Bree. Nice. All right, so twenty-two slashing damage. That's good. Yay. And then that one rolled a sixteen. So it, as soon as it finishes attacking you, it manages to hide, and you guys can no longer see it right now. Mm. Now the one that was the one that was attacking Giriad, the uh, the one that is attacking Velvet. It sees Giriad run up, and it's going to take two attacks against Giriad. Hmm. Because magic is no bueno. No bueno. <laughs> Does 15 hit? No. Yes. Okay, and then that's a dirty 20, so that's <gasps> Yeah, it does. Oh my god. For eight slashing damage against you, Giriad. Oh. And it's going to try the same thing. Uh, it's going to try to shadow stealth away. Okay. Uh, and it, it completely fails. Oh, okay. It goes, and it actually rolled a crit fail. So let me roll a percentage dice. And that is a, that's a nine. Okay, so when it goes to shadow stealth, it tries to turn and run away, but it actually trips over its own foot. And I will allow both you, Velvet and Gary, to take an attack of opportunity against him as he falls prone. I will do that. And I, and I plus I get my um, advantage on it. I just crit it. <laughs> yes, Matt. Do you want to roll a percentage dice for me? I, I will. Um, that's a 60. 60. Okay, so that won't be enough for anything super extra special, okay. but uh, <laughs> feel free to double your dice. All right. So, <laughs> uno momento, my friend. So, there we go. And Velvet, uh, you, you can take the attack of opportunity as well. Now he's prone, right? Yes, he is. So that means his dex throws are probably going to be shit, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> Velvet in his fucking fury because he almost died and he just like, I feel like he just gets so angry that he just pulls out of his pocket a red crystal and looks back at the group and says, hold on, fuckers, and whips that demon water right at this fucker. Yes. And I'm, I'm going to throw one of my demon water crystals at him. Oh. oh my god. Okay. <laughs> let's 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 do Geryon's damage okay, first. Okay. Because <laughs> this is gonna be a fucking I need you to roll do, do you have stats that I gave you for that demon water? Uh you you have to make the dex throw. Uh I, it doesn't say what I, I assume it's just my save saving um my spell DC save. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, did I have any, did I make any notes for you about damage? Yeah, it's two d eight necrotic damage. I've already rolled, so it's oh. gonna be sixteen. Uh, do you want me to add anything to that, or is it just the the two d eight? Just the two d eight. Okay, cool. Right, nice two eight. Okay. Um, so and Gary? I, I rolled forty damage as oh my, my as my brand glows. <gasps> wow! Oh my god! Damn. And I let out like kind of like a ah, and I like release this arrow like right into this fucking <laughs> thing, like right into the back of it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I'm hoping shit. that maybe my demon water might get maybe like touch maybe one of the other ones because I know it has a pretty big area of effect. Oh. So I'm like, I know it's directly to him, but I, I I don't know. I mean, that's really up to you, Avery. But I'm hoping that maybe it, it might be able to cover at least one more. Um, so the only one you could, the only other one you could see right now, I believe, is the one that is attacking L Lena. Okay, so probably not within that range then, eh? Yeah. Okay. It would just be focused on this guy. Okay. So so this guy gets shot and 
instantly after lets out this terrible screech as light emanates from its mouth as well. And then this wave as you drop this pellet of this red, dark, blood red water washes over him as well and sweeps him into the forest. And everywhere, this tidal wave about eight feet high and maybe 15 feet wide of water touches the forest water or the forest environment instantly dies and turns black and the grass turns to sludge and trees fall down as the, you hear the acid sizzling of this water sweeping away this creature and you, the both of you are certain that thing is dead. There's no fucking way. Like, it's coming back at all. Out, out of curiosity, Avery, the one that hid back in the woods, did that show his location at all that we burned down most of the trees in that area? No, it did not. Okay. He's nowhere to be found okay. still. Okay, cool. Good, 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 good. So the one facing Lena, it's gonna do the and exact it, same thing. And it has thing. advantage. Because I attacked recklessly. Yes, because of the reckless attack. Uh, so it's going to do its flurry of claws as well against you. Wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay, so it's going to take six claw attacks with advantage. <laughs> What's your AC again? 14. Okay, so that first one just hits. The second one hits with a dirty 20. The next one misses. Huzzah. <laughs> that one, that one hits. That one hits. I need to oh, get no. some armor. That one hits, and that's six, I believe. Oh, no. Who's happy we have a cleric with us right now? Yay, and a ranger that can heal. So halved, um, you're going to be taking 21 slashing damage, dealt a total of 42 to you. Perfect. Then it's going to try the exact same thing, shadow stealth away, and oh, it it definitely does. Uh, Roll the 19, and then plus it's modifier. So after it does those slashes, it almost releases this cackly laugh and disappears from sight in front of you. So right now, as we're heading into uh, other people's turns, uh, you cannot see them currently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and Bree, you are up. Yeah, yeah, Bree's running over to Lena and is going to put her hand on Lena's arm and Aww. use cure wounds. <laughs> I think it's the first time you've, I've been healed by you. This is exciting. <laughs> not, in, not in a mean way, just I have a lot of HP compared to other people. So. <laughs> Yay! She's going to use a third level cure wounds, and it's going to be 11 nice. health points. Oh, Lena just smiles and puts a hand over the hand that she used to, to heal her and just says, see, best person ever. And she just smiles at her. <laughs> <laughs> and after Bree, we have Sai. Okay, so they're nowhere to be found, right? The, the two that's that right. are alive. We should okay. run. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, yeah, is there like a place we can run? <laughs> can we hide from them too? So it's like hide and seek. <laughs> I mean, you could try to take the hide action if you want. That is a that is a thing mm. you could do in combat. Yeah, that sounds fun. Let's all just play hide and seek, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we could actually... I'll even give you the same DC of 14 to succeed. You know nice. what? I'm actually going to... Um... This is actually a good opportunity for me to use my my blink spell just so I can have the option of going into the ethereal plane. So, um, oh yes, that's a nat twenty. So I'm going. Oh, Sai is standing there, and all of a sudden he disappears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Sai. Um, yeah. So there's none in front of her, and so can I do something to try and find one of them? Like, can I roll perception or something to try and? find these two that are hiding? Yep, uh, roll perception for me. Ugh, mm. I rolled like garbage. I got. A th- I only got a 13. Okay, so as you're looking around, Lena, trying to see where these things could be coming from, you don't manage to see any of <sighs> them. They maintain their stealthiness. 
Well, this is great. She turns to the others and says, what do we do? Velvet goes, I think I have an idea. <laughs> at perfect timing, because it's yeah, your turn in initiative. It's perfect. <laughs> so I look at my bear and I go, all right, Ursa, find the bad ones. And I'm going to have it use its keen sense of smell. So it has advantage on wisdom perception checks that rely on smell. So because uh, we're near that one, like I, I, I feel like I probably got a good whiff of it since they literally ran up and stabbed me. Um, <laughs> yeah, your bear would definitely have a scent about. Wonderful. So it's going to do that. Uh, so it's going to be... It did roll an 18. Let me make a stealth roll again. Oh, okay. So your bear begins, put, puts up its large snout. It begins sniffing around, its hair sort of vibrating on its body as it's looking around. And it lets out a growl in a direction just to the right of Sai in the woods. So <laughs> Velvet's going to point and go, there it is. Now, because the bear did the turn, um, I don't want to do an attack or anything, but Velvet wants to do something. Um, so let me know if I can do this in my turn, Avery. So, so like Velvet sees where the bear's going. He goes, that way, folks. And uh, he's going to pull out his his uh, his his leer there and he's gonna try to solo an epic song that's gonna call <laughs> Porter to us oh, I, nice. I, I I want I want to call for some magical Seder backup mm, okay um, so yeah you, the bear acts of its own accord on your initiative so you have your full turn to do whatever you like okay um, so I don't know what that would be I mean I, I guess would that just be like a, a song yeah a I mean like yeah, roll, roll performance for me. Okay, cool, cool. All right, he goes, this is going to be the Your song of butter. a lifetime. Here we go. <laughs> uh, that is 22. All right, so you play this song as your bear begins running over to the thing as well. And what you hear in return is actually unexpected. You hear a shrill flute note that sounds distressed. Mm. And because you rolled so well and you're so attuned to music, um, I would say that you recognize that Porter is actually in a situation as well. Aww. Oh, no. Shit. Okay, I'm pretty sure that Porter's involved with some, some bad folks as well, so... Ah, fuck. Okay. Well, let's let's go kill these ones first, folks. Come on, telly-ho. <laughs> 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 and as my bonus action, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Bardic inspiration. So Sai uh, is the closest. Yeah. So I'm gonna look at Sai and be like, Sai, you know what? I wish that you were in my dreams. I've only dreamt about you a few times, but my Isn't God. Is Sai gone? Yeah, I'm in the ethereal yeah, plane. Yeah, he's in the right plane. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, right, right. So you might want to inspire somebody else. <laughs> okay. Well, does the inspiration go through the ethereal plane? I don't know. Um, it could. Aww, why not? Why not? Why not? So okay. I just shout, Sai, you're awesome. Uh, that means you get you get to add one d6 side to your roll. I think. Okay. Okay. To to cool. an ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. All right. Cool. Thanks. And that brings us to back to the top of initiative with Giriad. Uh, so Giriad, with the knowledge from the bear in the direction, you're quite certain you'll know where to shoot. So if you choose to attack that one specifically, um, you'll just roll however you uh, roll in your All right, so um, I will make my shot towards that direction. Does 22 hit? It does, actually. <laughs> Do I need to respond? No, because you mentioned that before. For sure. Yeah. Um, I love it. <laughs> so, um, so 27 altogether. That was, like, one of my best. Yeah, 27. Uh, 27. And then I'm going to shoot again. 21, does that hit? I don't remember. Yes. Awesome. Possum. And uh, the same shot, really, and that's 20. So you s 
quickly fire off two arrows and they fly straight and true into the woods. Mm -hmm. And on impact, you hear these screeches and the lights of its eyes open up and you see exactly where this thing is. And these arrows are lodged, one in the side of its neck and the other in its hip. And it looks bloodied for certain. Like, it's not looking great. Okay. Um, Next up is going to be them. So that one that just got attacked, he's going to run right in. And I believe the closest person now is going to be Velvet on the bear, though. So it's going to run up to the bear, and it's going to make... It had to roll to recharge this attack, and it made it. It's going to make another flurry of claws attack against the bear. So what is the bear's AC? The bear's AC is... 11. It unleashes this flurry of claws that just begins slicing into your bear. Your bear reels back from the pain of this as it's moving so quickly, and he's going to take 41 slashing damage. Down goes the bear. So it falls back and lands on you, Velvet, with a big thump. And for a moment, your breath is knocked out of you, but then it instantly into purple light and disappears. You're not prone. Yay! (laughs) Now, the other one. It jumps out of the darkness back toward Lena, and it's going to make two claw attacks and 19 halved, so you're going to be taking uh, eight, nine slashing. Or nine. Nine slashing damage. So it goes one, two, and slashes them both, but your spectral warriors manage to get in the way and still block some of these attacks, slow them down, just have them graze your skin rather than really sinking in deep and it's going to stay put where it's at. Mm. And that's it, their turn. So next up is Bree. Okay. I'm going to try to cast a second level Guiding Bolt at the one that attacks Lena. Okay. So that is a 18 to hit. That will hit. Yes, okay. Roll that sweet, sweet uh, radiant yes. damage. <laughs> 17, 21 damage. Nice. Okay, so this one's still mm. looking pretty great. Um, <laughs> it's not bloodied know. yet, but uh, that guiding bolt flies out and smashes it in the side, and the light from this, the green light from this guiding bolt, creates a small explosion off his shoulder, and then its yellow eyes illuminate through the dust of the green energy from your guiding bolt, and it screeches at you. Sai, mm. you're up. How, how, Lena, how you looking? Are you looking pretty good? Uh, she's she's bloodied. She's not, uh, she's not at four hit points or anything like Velvet was, but uh, <laughs> she's 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 getting she's she's. She's okay. She's okay. She's okay. Okay, She's so okay she, right so um, Sai is going to um, use Maximilian's earthen grasp against the one near Velvet. A medium hand from compacted soil rises up and reaches for the the uh, creature next to Velvet. And the whole idea is to restrain one of his arms, um, or one of his claws, and uh, he must make a strength saving throw. Uh oh. What does he have to beat? Uh, 16. Nope. These are weak boys, they're more dexterous than anything. Gotcha, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so he is taking seven bludgeoning damage and is restrained, and each time you have to do a strength saving saving throw. Okay, so any attacks made against this creature will have advantage. Any attacks he makes will have disadvantage. Okay, and I go back into the ethereal plane. Nice. (laughs) Zoop, zoop. Yep, (laughs) that's so cool. Yeah, this one facing Velvet is not looking great. Yeah. 
he's pretty he's pretty close you can see in the holes from these arrows light is emanating a little bit out mm -hmm. similar to its eyes as well and lena you're up yeah lena's getting pissed off at these things so her, her <laughs> fully black eyes go towards their claws <laughs> and what she's gonna do is she's gonna put away her great axe take out a hand axe and she's going to fake like she's gonna go attack like she's gonna like she's going to run one way, then she wants to quickly grab its one of its left claws and just chop like try to chop one of its freaking yes. hands off. Oh! I don't know if that okay. I don't know if that counts for both of my attacks because I have two, have two attacks per turn. I'll say that's a full action because it's that kind of like sense. an improvised move. Yep. So let me let me know. Let's uh, have strength? you roll. Yeah, strength to grapple it, and I'll have it roll acrobatics to try to get away from that grapple first. Uh, wasn't, oh my god, I'm not rolling great. That's an 18, though. Is that okay? Okay, he he ended up rolling a 19 yeah. plus his benefit. Ooh. So you go to try to grab his hand, but he, he just manages... His skin is almost slimy and so thin Ooh. that he slinks it right out of your hand's yeah. grip, and he just opens his mouth, and you see these long black teeth, and he's licking them. Mm. Darn it. And... And that'll be your action, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I wanted to try something different, so there we go. Yeah, that's great. Velvet. Okay, so that that one that we're still he's not looking great. I'm gonna use uh, heat metal on the 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 now is it just claws or do they have any weapons on them? Uh, it's just the claws of their hands. It's just the claws of their hands. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then in that case, I'm just gonna use. Uh, I mean, you could heat the metal of their armor. Oh, yeah, that's true. I guess I... I oh, that, that, let's fucking bake this bastard. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah so um, I'm, I'm going to play my lyric and be like, you're sizzling hot. You're literally on fire. And let's see. Um, he's he's got to... He has to do... Sorry, they must succeed on a constitution saving throw. So it's actually just... Um, he failed the con save. Sweet. Which means... Uh, he's he's gonna he can't really drop it because he's wearing it and it's bound to him. So you literally just begin baking him, and I need you to just roll that fire damage for me. There's nothing he can do about it in this moment. Fourteen fire damage. <laughs> yes. How how do, how do you want this to happen? <laughs> he had thirteen hit points left. Yes. Yeah, so I I I just feel like the 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 armor melts so much that it, it begins to melt and like fuses to his skin, and like he he just is like writhing in agony as like when he falls his like you can't tell where the skin stops and the armor ends has oh become God. this like bubbling alloy and as he bubbles <laughs> on the ground light begins to erupt from his body not in a very large or impactful forceful way but light shoots out from his body and in the moment that he dies and turns into this sludgy mess within this armor you see light escape from the armor and just dissipate into the air above you yes nice Looks like your goose is cooked. Gyriad, <laughs> you're up. Eesh. There's one left, and it's fighting Lena. I, um, in rage, I just, uh, I ready, I ready my bow, and I go to, uh, shoot it with hopefully the last time, 24. Okay. All right, and, uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> and that's also 24 damage. 24 damage, yes. nice. So this guy's looking bloodied now. He's not looking great. Um, And I'm going to re-roll again. 22. Yep. Hmm. And uh, 23 <laughs> damage. Oh my gosh. 
How do you want to do this? Yes. yes. Um, in anger, I'm just gonna take both my arrows and I'm just as quick as I can. I'm gonna thump, and then they go straight into um the head of the beast. And uh, as soon as it goes down, I look around and go, "Is everyone okay?" As the beast is falling, I want Lena wants to grab one of the claws and finally hack one of them off and just say, I did it. Oh, my God. So you go to hack off the claw, and as you hack it off, light uh, gives off of its stump of its Ooh. hand and arm, and the <laughs> body of these creatures slowly begins to kind of melt away in your hand Ugh. and goops through the webs of your fingers, and light is released from them and dissipates into the air above you. Same thing with the one you just uh, took down. Well, so much for that. Oh. Yeah. And in this moment, you hear more shrill flute playing in the distance, Velvet. Porter's in trouble. We need to go. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do this again. Oh, baby. Let's see what animal we have lion? that's going to carry me this time. Uh, this, Drum roll, please. No, honestly, this time it's a giant boar. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I feel like the boar is uh, just because it's um, herbivores technically have better spines for like riding because their spine doesn't move at uh, its nexus. But boars do. So like velvet's like bouncing around on this thing. It's really, really <laughs> not graceful. <laughs> but it is delighted to be alive and lets out many happy snorts and snuffs. Come on, Pumbaa, yeah, let's go. <laughs> So you begin making your way along the path further into the forest, following the sound of this flute that actually the rest of you, except Velvet, cannot hear mm. in this moment. It's only oh. Velvet that can hear this flute playing specifically. Mm. Okay. You come to this uh, part of the woods that feels cold and darker than the rest. Uh, the same sort of feeling that those creatures brought with them. And you come to this very small clearing that is covered... Uh, by the extensions of branches, so no light gets through. But there's this one singular dead tree atop of this boulder with these very dark, thorny vines growing out of the base of this tree. And within the tree, you see some of the bark is crisscrossed, almost like bars. And within the trunk of this hollowed tree, you see Porter. Oh, no. Porter, buddy, what are you doing in there? <laughs> Velvet, it took you long enough. Get over here, you. Oh, you haven't <laughs> aged a day. Can, can, can you get under there or do you need some help? No, I need you to bust me out. Let's see what I can do. I pull out my lyre and I I, I, I just like string it and I'm going to do thunder wave at the uh, <laughs> all of the branches and try to blow the branches apart. Oh, no. I, I don't even need you to roll anything. You just hit that note. And give <laughs> your classic like vibrato <laughs> high note. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And the bark of this crisscross bars blows away. <laughs> and you see uh, the force and the wind of your thunder wave blow his hair back. And he looks magnificent as he walks through the hole. And it's uh, a satyr. So you, you see that he's a satyr and he has these white hairy goat legs <laughs> with a tail that is ombre in color turning to a silky black toward the tip. He has long black hair past his shoulders and these thick horns that extend out of his forehead and tightly curl counterclockwise back into themselves. Uh, you see he dons these leather wrist straps and he has yellow dots imprinted on his chest, swirling in a spiral. And in his hand, he's holding a wooden flute called a string. And he says, Velvet, it's been years, my friend. <laughs> oh, Porter. He runs up to give him a hug. And I mean, let me know if uh, this is too much, Avery. But in the typical Fey fashion, as he learned, just plants a 
big old kiss on his lips. <laughs> oh, he, he very warmly reciprocates that kiss. And he actually runs over to your friends as well, starting with Sai, and oh. says, are you Velvet's friends? And he puckers up his lips, oh. leaning in. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And he kind of holds out his hand out for a handshake. Oh, they're not, they're, they're, they're not from the Fae Porter. They're from here. So, you know, you might not. Don't worry. He's kissing your arm, Sai, <laughs> making his way up. Oh, th- thank you. Hello. <laughs> And he basically does this with everyone, whether you reciprocate the kiss or not. Like, he goes to each and every one of you and tries to kiss you on the lips. Okay. Uh, Giriad, as soon as he goes to do that, he literally grabs his face. And goes, no. He brings his two fingers to his lips, kisses them, and places them on your cheek. He just, he just accepts it. <laughs> I've been playing for days. They had me locked up in that tree. I was hoping somebody would hear me. Those bastards. Well, this is uh, this is my band, Porter, and uh, you know we are we're we're on tour. It's great. Okay, okay. And Lena's still like enraged because she was because like Velvet <laughs> said that he was in danger. She's like, "Are we good? Are we are we out of? Is the danger gone, uh, Porter? Is there something dangerous around here? I just need to know." Of those creatures, I believe there is only three. Okay. So if you took care of three, then we're all safe. Only his magnificent voice. <laughs> he starts to, like, tickle Porter. <laughs> he tickles you back. Oh, stop it. Oh, it's good and, to uh, be home. He, he makes a full introduction. He's like, the name is Porter. And he gives a very low bow. Reveler of passage. I bring mortals and other creatures through the veil, seeking passage to the Fae. Oh, perfect. Well, good to meet you, Porter. Thank you for saving me. I was there for quite a while. Oh dear, Porter. Before uh, before we head off on our passage, we uh, there's there, there's just been some some rumors circulating and, and things like that. And may I ask, uh, how's how's home? How's everyone at the Fay? What's going on? Truthfully, it could be better, but uh, not too bad. You know, we're still jovial as ever, and uh, screw the Winter Court. Am I right? They're they're oh. the worst. But <laughs> they're the worst. Um, <laughs> We've actually been having a, a few slip-ups in our uh, protection of the summer court recently, and he kind of scratches his neck. And, Velvet, do you have your loot out still? I do. Okay. Well, it's a leer. It's not a loot, but yeah. Or, sorry, leer. Yeah. He, as he scratches his neck, he looks down, and he sees your leer. And he stops for a moment, and he drops his arms, and he's literally just silent staring at it. And he looks back to you, Velvet, and he says, where'd you get that? And he like holds it to his chest. And he's like, what do you mean? It's 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 my leer. It, it, it's where'd you get the leer? I, I, Where did you get that? Leer? Geared, uh, and he points geared, at it. Uh, readies his uh, kind of gets an arrow out, but he doesn't like put it to his bow yet. He goes, Porter, I, I go through a lot of leers. You know, I, I, I came across it sometime on tour. When I was with Bones. Oh, you don't, you don't even know that saga. Huh, what a time. Velvet, we're friends. Don't lie to me. But, but, uh, Porter, I, I really don't know what you're talking about. Do you <laughs> realize what that means, that you're holding that leer? No, it means that I'm pretty wicked. <laughs> right? Velvet, did you steal that leer from them? N- no. Did Velvet? I? Did I? That leer is an especially powerful magical artifact, ancient to the Fae, and you're just saying that you found it? 
Mm. It was stolen some time ago, and it just happens to be in your hands. You know how bad this looks, Velvet? Whoa. And he begins pacing. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, poor, I, I, I got this after I came back. I didn't, I, I didn't steal it. I would never have done that. You, you, you gave me my magic vocal cords. You, you all gave me, you made me who I am. I, I would never do that, right? Back me up, friends. Come on. It wasn't us that gave you the, the, the vocal, the vocals and the singing. No. It was the centaurs you said, right? Yeah, centaurs? Okay. it was the centaurs, yeah, you're what right. What centaurs, do you remember anything about them? Did they even say who they were? Yeah. They, they, were the, they were the centaurs. Oh, <laughs> the, Velvet. That's all they said. Oh, <laughs> Velvet, and he's like screaming into the night, Velvet! Uh -oh. You need to come with me right away. We have to see Titania. Oh no! Please, please, please don't tell her I have this. I really like this leer. Look at it; it looks like a rainbow. Don't do this to me. Yeah. It, it the summer court has been suffering because that leer and other instruments have been gone for some time. Oh. We're weakened. Oh, we need the music. She's gonna oh. chop me up into little bitty bits, isn't she? Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best, but I don't know what she's gonna do. Whoa, whoa! Can't you just take the leer from uh. Velvet and go to the queen yourself and say you found mm -hmm. it? I mean, we really don't want our friend chopped up into little bitty bits, as you said. I don't want to be chopped up into bitty bits either <laughs> if I just take it to her. <sighs> what 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 am I supposed to tell her? Can't we just, just have an owl? You found it. Yeah, can you we just found have it on the ground. Velvet, yeah. Velvet, make one of your owls come out or something, and then that thing can take the, the leer to the queen. <laughs> Velvet, if you're any bit of a decent man as I know you to be, I need you to come with me right away. Velvet thinks to himself, how decent am I? <laughs> <laughs> I look back at the group and I go, Bordo, could you give us like 10 seconds? Fay time or material plane time? Material plane time. 10 seconds. Okay, good. Uh, group huddle, group huddle, come on. Uh, I call a group huddle and I say, okay, listen, I know that um, I got us into some weird hot water. Don't know what that's Aww. about, but uh, I think we should tell him about Bree's message. Because oh, when we get into that Fey realm, it's going to be very hard to tell him and get him alone, especially when we're in the court. Oh, that we can trust him with this information? I think that if we couldn't trust him, he would have tried to steal this leer from me or at least hurt me. But he's he's he, he's clearly just trying trying to do what's best. He's look at him. He's terrified. Something clearly is happening there. OK, Velvet, but I have to ask you, if we go, there's a chance you could lose your leer, the, the leer or your and if you don't, your life. So are you prepared to- I will never lose this Lear. And we I will can... not let him no. lose his life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we tell him about the note, maybe he'll agree not to make us go to the queen. Yeah, why I don't we think... Just, why don't we just what? not go to the queen then? If you don't want to give up the Lear, there's no point in going. She's going to want it back. But but the thing is, we need to use the Fey realm to get to, to, to make our shortcut up north. So either way, we have to go in. Oh, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. are, you, are you traveling up north? He calls out. Um, <laughs> maybe. Listen, Porter, not that we don't trust you, but uh, we got some pretty weird news recently, and I think it might involve Titania. What about her? He looks back one more time at Bree just for like a, a confirmation. Bree nods and she telepathically says to Porter, I've received a note from someone that I trust greatly saying that the queen is not who she appears. Titania. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't believe that for a second. Titania's been acting mighty normal recently, and if I have any guess as to what that note might mean, it, I would assume it's Queen Map. She's cold. She's a dirty worker. I, I would assume it has to do with her. 
Well, nevertheless, we, we can't assume that about uh, Titania. Telepathically, Bree says to Porter, you just said there were strange things going on here recently. Mm. Not with our queen, but with our boundaries of the very existence of the Fae. Hmm. In, in what way? Between the, the, the two courts, or, or uh, between the Fae world and the material world? The courts and beyond. Hmm. Can we, can we talk and walk? Yeah, yeah, yes, of course. Let, let's, let's do that. Lead the mm. way, friend. Um, so he's walking, and he's leading you back to the original part that was much warmer, um, where you guys fought those creatures initially. Um, okay. And he begins saying, as of late... Wait, before Avery, can you before you start that, um, can I cast Zone of Truth around him? Sure. <laughs> Doesn't that affect all of us? Um, it is a 15-foot oh, radius sphere. No. So if you're within 15 feet, because I'm, I'm going to kind of walk near him, uh, walk near Porter to get close so he could be within the 15 feet radius. But there might be some other people that might get caught up on it, sure. Okay, so he's going to roll a charisma saving yes. throw real quick. Do, do any of the rest of us have to, Avery? <laughs> Yeah, how, uh, how are you following are we? within 15 feet of Gary, it doesn't oh, lie, am, so, so I'm going to have to do that. Matter. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... Okay, he failed. Ooh, <laughs> yes! Nice. What do we roll for that, Avery? Uh, charisma saving throw. I have advantage on magic charisma saving throws. Oh, that's actually really good. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, tw- oh, not 20. Hell yeah, you don't get shit from me. <laughs> that's a six. So an affected, an affected creature is aware of the spell and can thus avoid answering questions, which it would normally respond with a lie. Okay. Okay, so... He's aware that you're casting Zone of Truth. He just turns around and he's oh, okay. like, you know, it's a shame you probably wasted that spell. Well, you know. I'm not going to lie to you. We, we, we just gotta, gotta make sure. Go ahead. Our, our friendship means nothing, doesn't it, Velvet? Hey, you know, I don't speak for any of these yahoos, so I didn't cast it on you, buddy. He, like, winks at him. Recently, the Summer Court and Chateau Fari has been having some trouble because our job is to keep the Winter Court and its nasty inhabitants at bay. They are always trying to connive and sneak their way into the Summer Court and to ruin things on our side. But recently, they've been getting through more and more creatures finding their way over the river or along the land bridge that goes under the floating island. But not just winter creatures, but these other strange creatures that look a lot like the ones that imprisoned me in that tree. Now, I, I don't know exactly what they are, what their intent is, but my gut assumption is that they might be from the Fargate. What do you know about the Fargate? Nothing. That's the problem. Nobody in the Fae knows anything about the Fargate. If anything, maybe somebody in the Winter Court does, but it's strange. It's always rumored about, but there's no facts, and anybody who's been there has no knowledge of being there. Hmm. Do you get the sense that these uh, northern these these ones of of the winter court are they are they coming in to cause mischief or do you get the sense that they're fleeing something? Mm. Good thinking, Velvet. I would assume mischief. They're the worst of creatures. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Roll roll an insight for me. Cool, Velvet. Okay. Seventeen. He's definitely biased. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so I kind of, like, look back at the group and, like, roll my eyes a little bit. <laughs> look back. No, that's, that's, that, that's all very, very helpful information. Um, 
So tell me, but, how many instruments have gone missing? Is it like a two, three? Do we have like a windfish situation where it's like nine? <laughs> it's definitely not nine. No. <laughs> oh god, uh, two, two instruments. Okay, so this one and, and and what what other instrument went went missing? There is a silver flute crafted from an ancient unicorn's horn. It glows softly like moonlight, or so I've been told to those who can see it. Ooh, that's nice. So. Mm. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Porter, just, just, just to prove to you that I'm innocent. This Lear went missing after I, I left. I, I left the Fae decades ago. I, it, 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 it couldn't have been me. But you left the Fae with the Lear, didn't you? Well, mm, I mean, I did fight it in my bag, so now that you say that, <laughs> maybe I there's did. Also, there's also been some whispers of troubles on the Winter Court, too, but that's none of our business. Huh. What have you heard? Uh, Queen Mab is going mad, apparently. Oh Word God. has reached the summer court that she may or may not have made a deal with a coven of hags that live in the winterside. So very mm-hmm. well, the message could could be about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. All right, well... Uh, and at this point, you do reach that area you were before where you first fought the creatures uh, he brings out his wooden pipes and he says well Velvet might as well put your lyre to use you want to play a song with me? Oh you bet your ass I do. A one, a two a one, two <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys begin playing a song um, uh, as Velvet would know but then none of the rest of you would um, in order to enter the Fey on the summer side, uh, Porter plays music with you and that music begins to bring in the essence of the summer court so it's like a song that is meant to be heard around a campfire with good friends and a drink in hand. As they continue to play, the breeze swells and recedes with the music. The dark of night appears to be broken slowly as rays of red and orange light filter through the treetops. Glowbugs begin to putz around the air, filling it with silly constellations, and by the end of the song, the forest has a warm glow to it. Birds can be heard chirping, and you swear there is an ambience of a song echoing endlessly through the trees surrounding you. Very, very quiet, but there, coming every which direction. And Porter says, we're here. D&D Legend of the Silver Flame will be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. And now, a word from our sponsor, Antonino's Pizza. Our specialty is pizza. That's what we do. It's what we do best. We don't offer pasta. We don't offer wings. We don't offer fries. We stick to what we do best, and we believe we do it better than anyone else. The best pizza in town or your money back every penny. We have three locations, South Windsor, Tecumseh at Manning and Amy Croft, and LaSalle on Malden Road. And now, a word from our sponsor, Brimstone Games, your one-stop shop for all your tabletop needs. Located at 1421 Tecumseh Road East in Windsor. He begins to walk, and he leads you down a path that was not there a moment ago. Wild flowers grow on either side of the path, and the dirt is soft under your feet as you begin to walk. You come to the edge of the forest, and finally leave it behind, coming upon the wide open plain of the summer court, Chateau Faria. (laughs) You see rolling green hills covered in pink and red trees with winding, twirling trunks. 
The path before you is dotted on its right side with these floating lanterns, each ablaze with the light of glowbugs gently crawling along the glass. The music you could faintly hear in the forest is clearer, but sounds different than you remember, Velvet. In instead of a full band feel, you actually only hear the bass line of the song. Uh, there's no melody or percussion or any other instruments that would make up the rest of the band. <laughs> um, beyond the rolling hills and twirling trees, you see mountains standing taller than any you have seen before in this world, completely covered in green trees, even to its cold summit. And to the right of the mountains and hills, you see a floating island with waterfalls of water cascading down every side. On top of the floating island, you swear there seems to be a mirage of a kingdom and castle, its image waving and refracting about. And even further beyond the floating island kingdom, you see cold, dark gray mountains and a darkened sky hazy with snow. It's a bit of a walk to the summer court, but you needn't worry about time. Time in the Fae slows almost to a stop in other planes. The sun never sets, the season never changes. Perfect weather and a cozy twilight sun. This is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I told you, right? This is <laughs> the shit. Wow. <laughs> I see what you mean, Velvet. Mm. Why did you leave? Mm. <laughs> uh, mostly for money. Most, mostly uh. for money. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. They don't really have a whole money system here. It's kind of a barter thing. Anyways, so... What? It, uh, Porter, I'm hearing a distinct lack of melody. Is that because all the instruments are gone? Exactly. Ah. Music mm. is what fuels the summer court, and with our ancient artifact instruments gone, it's it's weakened much of our magic. Well, mm. I guess I can help what I can. And Velvet just starts plunking the notes along with it, just as, as they're walking, just to start adding some of that music back in. Oh my god, you do this, and like it's like the notes of your lyre extend and reverberate through the summer fay. The trees behind you, their branches swell up and shake with energy, and you begin to see different fay creatures poking their heads about from various plants and trees and other shrubbery. Pixies, fairies, and even gnomes as well begin poking their heads out. Centaurs come riding down the hills. This is like a huge shift in, the, in Chateau Faria that you just created. <laughs> Shit. And they begin like jovially dancing and singing and merrymaking. And they look at the Lear and say, It's back! It's back! The Lear is back! And they begin to cheer for oh, you guys no. as you begin walking down this path. And they even begin having sex with each other immediately. Oh, I love this place. Just smile and wave, everyone. Smile and wave. Smile and wave. Lena, Lena turns to Sai and says, There's no way they're going to let this Lear leave this realm. Oh no. We're in trouble. We better find him something else to distract him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sorry, Bree, what did you say as well? <laughs> oh my god. Bree is just completely overwhelmed by all of this. Oh my god. She's inching closer and closer to the group just to stay closer <laughs> to them and stay as far away from these other people as she can. <laughs> they definitely come up to you at certain points and like drop flowers on you or present you with different very multicolored mushrooms. <laughs> oh, Sai's loving this. He's still like collecting all the flowers. He's kind of holding like a bouquet in his hand. <laughs> Mimic whispers to you, Giriad. Nervous. <laughs> Nervous, he says. He, he agrees. It just nods. He says it out loud too. 
Yeah, Velvet has a hard time walking away from all the centaur sex because he's like, oh, I want to, but no, we have, <laughs> we have a job to do, damn it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Orgies can Big come later. Big centaur dick. You can see it from 30 feet away. Orgies, orgies are for winners, he says, and he just keeps walking. <laughs> Telepathically, Bree is going to say to everyone in her group, except for Porter, I still don't think we should trust the queen. So if we do have to meet her, everyone just stay on your guard and try not to tell her any important information. Oh, God. This is going to be so bad. Velvet says, <laughs> just every step to the castle gets him more and more nervous. He's holding onto oh. the leer like a baby at this point. Like, oh. it's so, <laughs> so close to his chest. Aw. Don't worry, we'll protect you, Velvet. So... You all travel through the Fae for what could have been one hour or five. You're, you're not sure anymore, as the sun is permanently peeking over the horizon behind you. Along the way, you see... Oh, wait, my Yeah, along the way, you see the assortment of creatures that take up the Fae. Fairies playfully flying by, dropping flower petals on you. Pixies resting in the trees and dropping twigs on your heads. And even these strong-looking stray dogs that are teleporting about a field as they chase each other around. You walk and walk and walk, and eventually you're brought to the courthouse of the Summer Court, a rectangular parliament building made entirely of this dark oak wood with green vines growing up every wall. The flowers and surrounding landscape are breathtaking. There's flower arrangements in the shapes of dragons, shrub waterfalls with water magically flowing down them and back up, and it smells like peaches everywhere. (laughs) Anything metal on the buildings? like its gutters or doorknobs are made of solid gold Mm. and porter brings you through the large wooden doors into the main hall and it's as if you walked back into a forest as the floor is a carpet of soft grass and trees growing up from the ground hold up the roof running water can be heard from a small aqueduct that crisscrosses about the room above you held up by magic and water gently sprinkles down from the aqueduct like a mist, creating a rainbow that arches along the ceiling and follows you as you approach the throne of Titania, Queen of the Summer Court, Queen of the Feywild. She sits upon a throne bowl seat carved out of a great redwood tree. She wears a toga dress that looks like it is made of thousands of butterfly wings and decorated with white pearls. Mm. Atop her head, of red curly hairs, a crown of flower petals fixed into the shape of a sun. And her eyes, you can see even as you're approaching 30 feet away, are intensely purple. And her rosy cheeks are soft yet stern. And she stares down at your group from her throne. (laughs) Porter approaches in front of you guys and immediately takes a bow and kind of side eyes the rest of you as he's bowing. Yeah, Velvet is probably going to bow with Porter because he's 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 used to this. So I feel like he's probably uh, bows with with him less so than the group following. And Sai bows as well. Yeah, so Lena slowly goes into a bow. I don't think she's bowed a day in her. I don't think she's bowed a day in her life. She's really no. awkward. Gyriad. I mean, I mean, hey, you do. Gyriad doesn't um, <laughs> fully understand the social customs of life outside of Idlechester in the wilderness, so he doesn't really bow. He just kind of keeps standing still. Lena turns to him and just goes, Gyriad, bow. Does everyone's stomachs hurt? Gyriad, <laughs> 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 he keeps looking around. Lena kind of grabs and just slowly like, gives a little tug to like his like the cuff of his like sleeve just trying to just, just do what we're doing just do, just do what we're 
So he, um, what he does is he takes his finger and touches the grass because that's what, like, he assumes is going on. <laughs> that works. <laughs> okay. In that moment, Porter, like, releases, he, like, takes a sharp intake of breath and looks back up to the queen. She looks at you, Geriad, points her finger at you, and I need you to make a wisdom saving. Okay. I get an advantage on that. 21. Nice. You guys see as she points at Geriad, this light emanates green from her fingertip, gently floats through the air, and Porter goes, <gasps> and it just lands on your nose, Geriad, <laughs> and you instantly turn into a squirrel. <gasps> oh, this is so bad. <laughs> she booped him into a squirrel. What, is, what does Mimic do? <laughs> She's like flying in the air and lands down at you and says, holy shit, holy shit, Geriad, are you okay? Because you're animals, uh, uh, so oh. I, I assume you could just kind of what is talk to each other. I look at I look at Mimic and go, what is happening? <laughs> dude, you, you're a squirrel, man. You, you're you're a motherfucking squirrel, dude. I look, I look at myself and then I look back at the queen and that's my reaction. <laughs> so Porter says Oh great Beautiful queen Titania I've brought these creatures before you For a reason of great importance I present to you And he kind of looks to you Velvet And like gives you a kind of shake of his head Like walk up Yeah Velvet's going to strut And like with his half cloak Give it like a flourish again And give her another bow But even lower this time Oh, nice. And she just nods. Um, and he says, the ancient Lear of the Fae. Oh, shit. That's a shitty, that's a shitty name. I need to come up with a better name. <laughs> um, I mean, I present it, to it you. looks like a rainbow, and it's, it's made of crystal, so I don't know if you want to do something with that. The rainbow crystal Lear of the Fae. <laughs> <laughs> and her eyes widen for a moment and go back to squinting more at the group, and she says... And whereabouts did you find this leer that we have been missing for so long? Um... In... Was it you that stole it? And she smashes her hand on the on her redwood throne and the room shakes. No, 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 your majesty. I, I did not. I, um, technically, when I departed from the Fey Realm decades ago, uh, I found it in my backpack <laughs> when I was unpacking to, to have my first gig. Uh, I and did not think to return it immediately <laughs> as she stands up and the room goes cold. <laughs> you have made us weaker. You have created problems in the summer court, and now I should punish you for it. Uh, no, 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 no. Velvet, <laughs> Velvet literally pulls a cowardly no. lion and just faints. Like, um, <laughs> boom, just falls to the ground. Does she understand what I'm saying if I go up to her? Yes. I'm going to walk oh. up. I don't know if I'm walking by pedal or not, but that's what I know to do. So I'm just gonna walk as my little squirrel, my little squirrel legs. And, your little arms and are up, up, and you're kind of at this queen trotting. and go, if I may. <laughs> you may. <laughs> Why the hostility? To steal the leer is a direct attack against the summer court. It is one of the most prized and important artifacts that the summer court holds. It holds the essence of the fey magic, and it was stolen from us. And now it is returned. For which, I suppose I will not kill you for returning it. You won't, Velvet pops up. I vouch for my friend that he did not steal it. 
Then where did you get it? He said he found it. Can we hear Geriad, or is he still speaking squirrel? You hear... (laughs) (laughs) To which she responds... Oh, that's cute. Oh, we're not even hearing her. Okay. But the final question where she says, where did you find the lyre? She asks to all of you in common. Uh, Velvet said it was just in a bag. Uh, yes. He was with a group of centaurs, right, side with centaurs. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was with a group of centaurs. Look, this here is our friend, and we believe that he's telling the truth. And if he says that he found it in his bag, then I believe that he did. <laughs> he has much respect for your realm, and, and mm-hmm. I really don't think he would try and do anything to harm it. No. I know no, you don't know us, do this but, intentionally. Uh, yeah. I suspect that somebody tried to sneak it out via his bag, and they were going to, to retrieve it at a later date, but then he managed to slip out of their, their grasp. Or they That's were trying to get it out to, to, to mess with- Enough babbling, okay. she okay. says to you. <laughs> Velvet is going to kind of come come to at this point, and he, and he stands up and he goes, listen, your worship, I would never, I, I look it, and, and, and he, he kind of unbuttons his, 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 uh, like, uh, frilly collar, and you see, I feel like, especially because, like, we're in the Fey, Avery, can you see the, uh, sorry, I, I gotta find the exact word for it, I have it written down here, um, but you can see the the fess the fell soul wood that was integrated into his vocal cords to give mm-hmm. him kind of this magical voice, and he goes, "Look it, look it! Uh, you, your your realm gifted me with with such a gift, and I was able to bring it out into the material world and share in love and songs, and I I would never dis- wrong. <laughs> we did not gift you that voice." Centaurs do not host such powers. You've been tricked, my friend. Uh, what? <laughs> Velvet, like, starts to tear up. What, what How so? How was he tricked? The reason I know not why they gave you such a beautiful voice. I have heard of you, Velvet. And... Oh, shucks. <laughs> if I were not so mad at you, I would ask you to perform for us. The only people who have that type of power to bestow the gift of music are I and my sister. And she kind of looks to the side. Mab. Oh, God. Um, well, then your, your eminence, if you, you are the most powerful creature in this realm, way more powerful than your sister. Like, way more, right, everyone? Yeah, like, way mm-hmm. more, right? Mm-hmm. Like, true. I have not yeah, heard friend of your... And oh, when the word of your power and majesty has reached the far lands of the material realm, and you, if you knew, if I was lying, you would know, oh mighty queen. And he just locks eyes with her. Can I roll persuasion on that? Yes. Hell yeah, I got that plus eight. Mm. Oh, that's a... It's probably a good thing Velvet went on a bit of a tangent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the negative one to persuasion. Sneak in there. 20, <laughs> 26. She looks at you and she sits back in her throne. So why do you come back to the Fey Velvet? We need passage. We have to get up north. We need to end up in the material realm as far north as possible. There's great evil in the material realm that, well, me and my band have been tasked to stop. You will not find passage here in the summer court, I regret to inform you. 
The Winterlands, they're only accessible through Arctis Tor, as I'm sure you would you would assume. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, let's make an accord. You've brought back the Lear. That brings back a portion of our power. That brings back our ability to keep the winter at bay and those foul creatures that dwell in it. But we miss one more instrument. The silver flute. Right. Mm-hmm. If you retrieve the silver flute, I will grant you passage directly to where you need to be. Oh. And we will be friends. I'd say that's a pretty good deal. Can I still keep the leer? <laughs> no, she turns like blue and the ground shakes. He passes out again. <laughs> he fades again. Um, my queen, would you mind turning our friend before we go find this flute back into a, a dwarf. He really didn't know the customs. He wasn't trying to uh, insult in any way. Hmm. Just a bit of fun. Hopefully he will learn how to respect a queen of the Fae from here on hmm. out. We will teach him. I will turn him back in a bit. <laughs> I like seeing his furry little face as she, as she looks down at you, <laughs> And Mimic's like, what a bitch. <laughs> Mimic, do not be so callous. The flute was stolen, and I can only assume it was brought to Arctis Tor, stolen by Mab herself. You must travel to the Winter Court, travel to her castle, and get it back. Okay. Okay. Is... Does it does it hold any properties that would help us to find it? Like such as generating a tune on its own. It is a powerful artifact of summer quality. Warm air surrounds it. Mm. You feel jovial once again. It will never lose that feeling. Thank you. Thank you, Queen. Porter. Yes. He, he, his, <laughs> his voice like cracks. <laughs> You will take him to the land bridge that extends under Elysia, and you will help them to cross into the Winter Court. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> bows once again. Hmm. You need not enter the Winter Court with them, but you must take him to the stone archway. I understand, he says. You may rest a short while if you wish here in the building, but... I'm going to have to ask you to move as quickly as you can. I do not want to wait any longer than I have to to restore the true splendor and power of the summer court. Yeah, short rest would be probably great. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Uh, uh, Queen, uh, may we also impose upon you, um, I imagine that it's quite cold out there. Do you have any cloaks or anything that we could have for uh, mm. to protect us from the cold? I will fashion you with what you need to survive the winter. Thank you. I do not wish for you to fail naturally. Oh, uh, exactly. One more, Thank you. one more thing. Uh, can I, my friend who's fainted on the ground, um, <laughs> can he keep the leer while we go get the flute, or does he need Roll to? Roll persuasion. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. Negative one. Oh my god. She's so <laughs> charismatic. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> That's another two, so it's a one. <laughs> I need to burn all my d20s. Oh my God. 
Yeah, so Lena's the least helpful in history. So Velvet at this point kind of comes comes to, and I think he, he hears the tail end of the conversation. And how badly um, she's delivering it. And he says, uh, Your Majesty, please don't listen to my friend, all right? She is probably the worst salesman of all time. Um, but Not wrong. I, I hate to say this, but I have learned that it is bonded to me. And until you guarantee a safe passage, I do not relinquish control. Side gasps a little. <laughs> He's pale as shit. He's so scared. Her eyes glare at you, and she realizes the truth of your statement. Mm-hmm. When you return with both instruments, if you do not relinquish them both to me, I will kill you. Okay. That is very clear. <laughs> that is very, very clear. Very generous. Yes. I will kill you, and I will turn your friends into other woodland creatures. Do we get to pick? Forever forced to roam the summer fair. <laughs> oh, God. Can do do we get bunny? to pick which animal we are, just to be, just in case? No! Okay, yep. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I will send you to the depths of Shadowfell if you do not stop talking. Okay. <laughs> Have your short rest. I will get you the garments you require, <laughs> and Portress shall take you in a few hours. Great. Oh my god. Thank you, Queen. And Sai bows. All right. And uh, so, Garrett, you are going to stay as a squirrel until she feels like letting you not be a squirrel anymore. Garrett accepts it. Yeah, during the short rest, Velvet's going to play his. Um, what's the thing he can do? It's a song of. Oh, so, yeah, Song of Rest. So during during a short rest, uh, if you or any friendly creature who can hear your performance, they regain hit points at the end of the short rest. Um, each of those creatures regains an extra 1d6 hit points. Velvet sings the his one of his sadder songs called Winter of My Soul. Aww. <laughs> it's going to give everyone max max points. Uh, is there any other business? Uh, yeah, Gary, you're, you're just kind of left as a squirrel for now, and Mimic's talking to you, being like, kind of weird being down here with me, eh? <laughs> you know, Mimic, I didn't realize you spoke so much. Oh, yeah, I talk, well, kind of quietly. I mean, like, we talk a lot, and it's great, and I understand common, and that's cool, but it's kind of nice to just kind of speak bird noises with you, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's just a chill dude. Yeah, know? he's <laughs> yeah. laid back, laid back, Raven. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lena... Uh, goes up to Velvet and says, listen, um, I'm not going to that winter court uh, unless I know for certain that when we get back, I am not going to be turned into... And she just points to Geryon. <laughs> and you see Mimic squawking at him, kind of flapping his wings. You're going to give her the leer, right? Because I think we all got stuff we got. I know I have stuff I have to do. I can't be living here. Hmm. Velvet looks at her very puzzled and goes... No, of course I'm not giving her the leer. What? Mm. Okay. It's my thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me make a note of that. Okay. So, look, at, look at how well it goes with my eyes. Velvet oh my holds God. it up to his eyes and like bats his eyes really hard. But Velvet, this is not. You are Velvet Smooth Chords. You're not Velvet Smooth Leer. You are an artist. Beyond your instrument here, you would. But it's right? it's magical. Like you, you've seen uh, the things that it's done, right? But and he puts his his hand on Velvet's shoulder. But you are magical, my friend. 
you are magical, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to deny that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So you don't need uh. the, you don't need the leer. You would risk our lives for a shiny, pretty object. Well, I mean, when you put it like that, yes, but, okay. uh, but, but, well, it's not just shiny and pretty, it's shiny, pretty, magical, and rare. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be as eloquent as Sai, but if you don't give it back, I, I may have to chop your hands off and give it to the queen myself. I just, I, <gasps> no, 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 there will be no uh, chopping of hands, okay? Uh, <laughs> um... Look, let's just try to find this flute. We can deal with with the rest of it later. Okay, fine. If it means that much to you, I will consider giving it no, back. No, your hands are coming off then. Well, let's just try to get the flute, and maybe the queen will be so happy to have it back that we can figure out some sort of compromise. Uh, no. Did you see how quickly she turned Geriot into a squirrel because he didn't bow properly? Well, you have to bow. She's a queen, silly. Oh my god, okay. So, Velvet goes... Okay, no, you know what? You all make good points. This is great. How about we come back to this issue after we have all thought about a new position, or at least strengthened our own points, and then we can have another debate. Sound good? My points are already strengthened. I'm not changing my mind. <sighs> Fine, whatever. But I, I think, hey, we have a whole other instrument to, to, to find before we even to talk about that. Raz, right? Yes? Yes, we, we will revisit this when we get back. Hey, I wish you could keep it, but if it's between you and me turning into a furry animal and being stuck here, just have to go with what I got to do. Nothing personal. Yeah, this is a place of that. music. I, I'm sure we can find you another instrument, and you can make that just as beautiful. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yes. Uh, good man. Well, I actually feel kind of bad. <laughs> that sounded so defeated. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Porter knocks on the door and gently opens it and says, Are you all ready to go? Uh, well, our friend is still a squirrel. <laughs> I'm sure he'll turn back to normal by the time we get to the gate. Okay. Uh, Lena holds out her hand to Geriad and puts it on the ground and says, Do you want to ride on my shoulders? Or... Oh. Huh. I am, um, I look at the ground, I stop walking with my little squirrel feet, and I give a little squirrel sigh. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have and to, then, I'm not trying and to then I just, you. I climb up, and oh, I okay. just, and I chill. Oh. oh. <laughs> Mimic goes onto your other shoulder, Lena, so you have animals on both of your shoulders. She thinks it's pretty cool. She feels pretty cool. <laughs> just be careful it doesn't turn back. When he's still on your shoulder, <laughs> Lena, gives a a half, Lena gives a half smile and goes, "Don't, don't worry, I'm, I'm stronger than I look." <laughs> yes, we know that. All right. All right. Okay. So, and we have our cloaks yet? Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Porter ex- comes through the door and he's holding a stack of these cloaks that almost appear to be made of this thin moss. It has this mossy texture on the outside, but then this nice soft leather on the inside. Mm -hmm. And it has a hood as well that is also moss. And it's a very dark green. And it has inlays of these golden strips that aren't real gold. They're just uh, decorative more so. Wow. And he hands one to each of you and they fit perfectly. Hmm. Does Geriot have a little squirrel cape? (laughs) I think I better hold on to his until he turns back to normal. (laughs) 
little tiny squirrel squirrel cape. cape. Uh, (laughs) But no matter the coldest conditions, these capes will keep you nice and warm. Thank you. Mm. Side does a little twirl with the cape. (laughs) I actually am not sure if they'll work outside of the face, so I'm actually interested to see once you guys depart. Shall we? Yes. And Sai turns to everybody. Hmm. Shall we go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> cheer up. Sai <laughs> so looks at Velvet and says, cheer up, man. Come on. Let's yeah. let's go for an adventure. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> That's so, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> See, the campaign just isn't as fun with Velvet, like super sad. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Do you want us to do you want us to find a centaur you can you know do stuff with before we head out or something? Would that cheer you up? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to just be helpful. Is this helpful? I don't know anymore. Creative thinking, sure. I'm trying. Would that cheer you up? He goes. You know, nothing ruins one's libido more like losing a magical instrument. Oh, oh, wow. No, I'm okay. <laughs> now he's really low, guys. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's All right. go. So Porter brings you out of the Parliament building, and you begin to travel back the way you came through the Fey, but then you turn to the left and you follow a path that branches off to the north. You travel this way for some time, the sun in the same place it always is on the edge of the horizon and you come to the edge of a giant, beautiful lake. And you can see that it's sliced in half by this narrow bridge of land that is so narrow that it can only host like one or two people standing side by side, that's it. And floating high in the air is the mirage of Elysia perched on top of the floating island. And you can see the mist of the waterfalls falling from every side of this island and can hear the distant rumble of it. Um, Beyond this, to the other side of the lake, the air grows this hazy grey colour and it is difficult to make out any sort of shapes or landmarks on the other side. You all immediately get the sense that something's watching you. You don't know why you have this feeling, but you just feel like there are eyes on you and that something is watching you. Anyone else getting that weird feeling? I was just about to say, Ah. yes. Can we look around quick? Or no, you said you can't see it. We can't see where it's coming from. Um, yeah, you look around and like nobody's there except you guys really. You hmm. do, there's just this weird eerie feeling that there are eyes on you right now. Hey, hmm. Porter, is that normal to feel like someone's staring at you? Truthfully? No. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, um, you know what? Be on our guard. Yeah, exactly. Just be on our guard, but there's not really much we can do. When right. we're this close to the Winter Court, you never really can tell which monsters or other creatures are going to be around because of our weakened magic. Many mm. things could have gotten through. I, I'm not entirely sure. Mm. But carry on. Eddie can begin to walk forward. <laughs> oh, border. Um, so you guys continue to walk closer and closer. And when you get about 80 feet away from the, the waterfall, Gary, you immediately turn back into your normal oh self. No, okay. Am I still on the shoulder? <laughs> So I you, you walk, you walk, and Porter stops about 50 feet before the floating island above you, and you can see that the waterfall crashes down onto the land bridge itself, and you can't see what's beyond the waterfall. Uh, he points and he says, you pass through the veil of water, and in the middle of this island, there's going to be this stone archway. You walk through the archway, and you'll enter into Arctis Tor. I guarantee it. All right. Thank you, good man. No worries, and uh, best of luck with everything. And uh, Velvet, no, no hard feelings, right? I just, I just wanted to do the right thing. 
No, no, there's not. It was, it was fun playing music with you when we got the chance, Porter. Mm. You know what? I, I'm going to contact some friends, and and when you make it back, I, I'm going to have a present for you. Just, just you wait. And he, and he begins uh, walking away. Oh, oh, uh, Porter, your ass looks great from here. He like shakes it, jumps in the air, clips his hooves together, and says, "Thank you." And keeps walking. Oh. I love that sailor and his butt. Okay, well, that made me smile. That was nice. Well, shall we? Uh, now, Avery, we're going to go somewhere that's very cold, right? Uh, yes. Obviously, with the winterness. So because I have one of the, one of the magical instruments, um, when we, like, this is just kind of something that I like to do as soon as we go in. But, like, when it starts to get really cold, I want to keep playing the leer to, like, it won't change a lot. But, like, would it maybe be enough to get, like, a little force field of warm around everyone? Like, just a small little little protective barrier? Mm, I love that. That's totally. Perfect. The yeah. leer is in its essence right now. This is its home. It'll carry that energy. Totally. Nice. Cool. Okay. Okay. So Vivelva just starts playing down and goes, uh, I don't really like the cold. I'm uh, more of a creature of the warmth. So I'm going to I'm gonna try to protect us as best as I can. Oh, thank you, Velvet. We'll, we'll have one more show, baby. And he just kisses the leer. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we? Yeah. Let's go. Okay. So you emerge from the bottom center onto this sort of island that's, um, you, you see the narrow land bridge opens up into a vaguely circular landmass about the diameter of the island above your head. The belly of the floating island is wet and mossy with heavy damp vines and moss clinging to its bottom and releasing drops of water, making it seem like a light rain coming down on you. You see across the wet grass about 70 feet away is a large stone archway covered in grass and flowers and moss. Within the archway is a swirl of gray cloud. Beyond the archway another 70 feet, the land narrows once more into the land bridge and continues beyond the veil of the waterfall that surrounds you. Above you, floating in the air, you see an assortment of creatures of the Fae. There are gnomes, satyrs, centaurs, fairies, pixies, all floating with limp limbs, dripping water as well. They look gray and cold, and the nearest ones you could see their eyes wide open and shocked, and floating in front of the archway, staring at you with its hmm. multiple eyes, is a beholder. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh man. Oh. Velvet goes, what, is that bad? <laughs> I look at Velvet and goes, and go, this is bad, this is very bad. Bring your players to exciting fantasy worlds with Sword Coast Soundscapes. With over 100 different D&D soundscapes on YouTube, Sword Coast has ambient tracks for any setting from coast to coast, some of which you can hear in this podcast. If you're loving the music you hear in this campaign, then consider supporting Will Savino on his Patreon, Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new music to elevate your tabletop games. Just go to www.patreon.com and search Music D20. After choosing a patron tier, you'll get access to hundreds of tracks thoughtfully composed for your adventure role-playing games.
Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theatre Collective. Grow with us.